Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. You know, I get frustrated. I get flabbergasted. I get flustered with spineless leaders. Well, spineless people overall, but definitely when they're in a leadership role. And I know the word spineless sounds harsh to some of you, but that's what I see far too often, and I think we have to call it what it is. Leaders who are afraid to take a stand, leaders who waffle when they should stand tall, that behavior just absolutely offends me. It's my bias, and I admit it. Let me give you an example, and then we'll talk about how we build and demonstrate courage. I was working with a physician who was the director of a large health clinic. In our coaching sessions, he talked about not being able to get people to follow through on his instructions. He talked about feeling powerless. One day he said to me, Joanne, I'm a dino. And I didn't know what the heck he was talking about. He said, I'm a a dino. Director? In name only, Dino. As we continued to work together, I had to acknowledge the truth in the label that he had given himself, D-I-N-O. He was really afraid of people disliking him, so he never took hard stands, even when he needed to. He was afraid of how he'd be stereotyped as a hot-headed Latino if he asserted himself. He was afraid that if he rocked the boat, his bosses would be displeased. You know, he was even afraid about acknowledging his faith. He didn't want people to think he was a Christian zealot. As we kept working together, it became really clear to me that he lacked courage because he lacked confidence, confidence in himself, in his abilities, in his preparation, in his training, in his education. It's really easy to get frustrated with what looks like cowardice. And I have to remind myself that everybody has a backstory that influences their risk tolerance. It's more than just lacking courage. It's also about risk aversion, and that comes from a deep range of fears. Some of them are realistic and others not so much. Let's talk about how we build and how we demonstrate courage. The first step is we got to get real with ourselves about our fears. In the example of the doc, he wanted more than anything else to be liked. He feared that he would once again be the frail kid who got picked last for every team. He feared that he'd be judged based on stereotypes attached to his culture. He feared that he'd be mocked by his physician colleagues because he had a deep faith in God. Once we're able to surface our fears and then figure out where they originated, we can work our way through them. The next step on the courage journey is the what if. What if? Ask yourself this. What if my worst fear came true? What is the worst possible thing that could happen? I'm not asking you to catastrophize. I'm asking you to think through worst-case scenarios. When we look at them, when we really look at the worst cases, 
they can be way less daunting. Then it's time to reframe the what if. Ask yourself this. What if my worst fear never came true? What's the best possible thing that could happen? Look, I'm not saying be completely unrealistic. I'm just asking you to develop the ability to think about powerful, positive options that could emerge. So you looked at the best, you looked at the worst. This is the first decision point. Where are you going to land? Are you going to be controlled by your fears or are you going to challenge yourself to move through them? I'm going to assume that your decision is to move through your fears and build the capacity for courage. The next step is to define what courage means to you. There's a dictionary definition and it says that it's the ability to do something that frightens you. Another definition says it's strength in the face of adversity. And yet another definition says that it's the mental or moral strength to persevere and withstand difficulty or danger. Think about your own definition of courage and courageous behavior. What does it look like to you? Who are some examples of courageous people that you really admire? I'm not talking about superheroes like Nelson Mandela, Pope Francis, or MLK. I'm talking about people you respect and admire because of their willingness to take a stand on the issues that matter to them. People you've actually encountered that you actually know. It may be, maybe you had a college professor who taught against the norm. Maybe you know a community organizer who champions for the poor by challenging public policy. Maybe it's a widow in your church who managed to send four kids to college working as a domestic. I don't know who your examples will be, but I'd like for you to think seriously about your portraits of courage. Make a list of those courageous people, their courageous deeds, and how you perceive those deeds. How do you feel about them? What was the impact that they had on you? What was the impact that they had on other people? Having your own portraits and courage will help you see that it's something that anyone and everyone can cultivate. Now, you've acknowledged and you faced your fears. You define courage and you identified portraits and courage. So now you can move a lot further. Now I want you to identify the issues that you want to take a stand on. In the example of the director of the health clinic, he identified his two most important issues. The first was scheduling in a manner that respected the patients. He wanted patients to be able to come on one day and be seen by all of the specialists involved in their care. He didn't like having patients forced to come back on multiple days. It taxed the patients and their families in too many ways that he found unacceptable. The second thing he wanted to focus on was the patient experience. He wanted to begin tracking patient experience data and using it to inform the care and to, to inform not just the care, but also the care team. He wanted to start using this data in evaluations and coaching so that every member of his team could see their effectiveness or lack thereof 
through the eyes of the patients. Once you have found your focus area, it's important to make your approach very personal. You have to determine what you believe about yourself, your personal power, and your ability to have a positive impact. Think about the power that you have to be an influencer. Think about how you can be a change agent. I know that term's overused, but you really can be a change agent. There are a few things that you can do to build your courage muscle, and I'm going to review them. The first one is you got to figure out what matters most to you and why it matters to you. Typically, the why goes back to a core value, uh, something that you hold really deeply. The next thing you have to do is to believe that you can use your energy to create the change that you seek. You have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in your personal power. Next one is to build allies who can encourage you and allies who can advance your agenda. You need supporters. You need supporters in your home, in your family. You need supporters in your business. You need supporters in all of your social activities. Next one is you got to make some plans. It's not sufficient to just identify what matters, believe you can do it, and build allies. You have to make some plans to be courageous. And then you have to take action. Get comfortable. This is my next one. You got to get comfortable with difficult conversations. So how do you get comfortable with difficult conversations? You actually have to have them. Yeah, you have to confront the issues and get comfortable with that discomfort. And then the last thing that will help you build your courage muscle is you have to be willing to stay the course. You can't waffle. You can't backpedal. You've got to be willing to stay the course. As you're building your courage muscle, don't forget to demonstrate self-compassion when you fall into old patterns that don't really reflect your ability to be courageous. Each of us can develop the courage that's required to build both our self-respect and our determination to get things done. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe if you haven't already. I add new and relevant leadership learning all of the time. If you haven't visited the Smichael Speaks YouTube channel, check it out. There's all sorts of new content. All of this is virtual leadership learning that will help you soar.